You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, and we are A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A to Z Sports right here on the morning, and we are powered by BetMGM. Use that promo code that I just said, A to Z Sports. That's a bonus code that you that can help you out if you're a new user. We love BetMGM. Download the app today. You can get in on some NBA action, some Major League Baseball action, college baseball as that wanes on throughout the spring but opportunity to win some money. I, I had a you know up and down or night last night in the betting world, but that's how it goes. But that's BetMGM. You should download the app today. Also, I got to thank our presenting sponsors, including the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. State-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee, plus satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Farm Bureau Health Plans. I switched my plan to Farm Bureau Health Plans in 2022. I carried that over into 2023. Visit fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z for your plan and make sure you get a quote today. And Wilson County Hyundai, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. You've just got to go test drive it at Wilson County Hyundai. All right, Sam. Malik Willis. I mean, I feel like all of the the news and and the Twitter reports and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and where's C.J. Stroud going to go. I mean, I'm seeing mock drafts all over the place. And the Titans are, I feel like, in the mix for those players. And then poor old Malik Willis, who was just drafted in the third round last year, is sitting there saying, hey, what about me? What about me? Well, he had an opportunity to grow, progress, develop throughout the last, you know, probably 10 to 12 months uh, since he was drafted. And, you know, this is a unique situation because some drama happened at the end of the regular season this past year with injuries, uh, you know, happening to, to Ryan Tannehill a couple of times throughout the season. You know, Malik Willis, I'm curious to figure out where he kind of lands in the eyes of the Tennessee Titans. It it really is interesting, Zach, because so the Titans probably are the team with the most smoke surrounding them moving to number three or going to get Richardson or Levis. Is there a fire there because there's the most smoke? We don't know. We're going to find out in the coming weeks and figure out uh, kind of what the plan is and how they view these quarterbacks they've done their homework on. But kind of the lost story in all of this is Malik Willis. You talk Ryan Tannehill. You talk Tannehill's future with the Titans, where else he might go. You talk Richardson, Levis, yada, yada, yada. And nobody seems to be talking quite as much about Malik Willis and where the Titans go with him. Because a year ago, well, full calendar year ago, this guy was getting first round, potentially top 10 NFL draft hype. We know that NFL teams clearly didn't value him at that same level because he fell to the Titans at the, in the third round. But you pull the trigger on Malik Willis in the third round. You're excited about him. And then the season plays out where he has to get in when I it was more of a developmental year that you weren't necessarily wanting him to play a ton of snaps or at least be your starting quarterback, which may have been good for him, may have been bad for him. And less than a full year later, we're here now talking about potentially him not being a part of the roster in 2023. So it is a fascinating topic about what happened and where they truly are with Malik moving forward. Is there a future with him on the Titans? Yeah, let's look at Malik Willis a little bit closer. He's 23 years old. And let's look at his Titans timeline. You know, he's he's had a unique situation because prior to last year's draft he was assumed and you can never assume leading into the draft but assumed as a first round pick 
he was above Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter, but it was Pickett who was selected by the Steelers in the first round. And then free fall all the way to the third round, drafted with the 86th overall pick by the Tennessee Titans in April. He earns the Titans' backup job in August, beating out Logan Woodside, gets his first career start and win against the Houston Texans, which a little ugly, on October 10th. And then December 29th was benched for Josh Dobbs off the Detroit Lions practice squad in a must-win situation, win and get in against an arch-rival division rival, Jacksonville, in Duval County. Willis doesn't play. It's Joshua Dobbs. 31 of 61, that's 50.8% completion percentage. 276 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Had 123 rushing yards, one touchdown, and three fumbles. Not great stat lines right there for Malik Willis. My word. Malik Willis was a developmental quarterback. He always was. Whoever drafted him, if he was drafted in the first round, he was still going to be a developmental quarterback coming out of Liberty within the U Freeze offensive system where you look to the sidelines and you see four pictures one is of spaghetti the other (laughs) one is of a toucan one is of lebron making the sour face and then the other one is joe montana well those are your plays right that's not how it works in the nfl and malik willis had to learn fast also in a derrick henry first offense you're under center a hell of a lot more than you're ever under center in the u freeze system at Liberty. So a lot of growing up to do by La, my, by La Malik Willis saying my problem is it didn't seem like he grew that much in year one. Doesn't mean that he can't grow in year two, three, four, five, or whatever the future holds for him. But man, not many rookies get those type of opportunities that Malik Willis did in year one. Well, that's what makes it such an interesting conversation because, like you said, he was a developmental quarterback. The plan for whoever drafted Malik Willis was never going to be you plug him, you play him, and he excels as a starter in year one. You knew there were going to be some growing pains with this guy's career. Uh, But when you look at the numbers, when you look at the game film, and you start to see, in my opinion and in your opinion, a lack of progression from week one to week you know, 18, where he seemed to still be struggling with a lot of the same things, it becomes a really fascinating conversation, especially now considering John Robinson isn't here. The general manager that drafted him and brought him into Tennessee is no longer calling the shots. And so they really have no loyalty to him in that sense. Um, is the supporting cast around him a factor? Certainly, I would think so. He had a really bad offensive line, and for a guy that is maybe a less polished passer or decision maker at the NFL level, he didn't have wide receivers that were creating much separation in the games that he did play. I thought there were some good things in play action sometimes, but it really was, he looked overwhelmed from week one all the way to the end of the season. And ultimately, Mike Vrabel made the decision that with the season on the line, Josh Dobbs, two two weeks removed from a Detroit Lions practice squad, gave the Titans a better chance to win. Kind of speaks volumes about where the head coach viewed him at the end of the year. But is that indicative of what they will view him as, you know, draft night or August 1st when they have to start making some roster cuts? Yeah, well, and a lot of people in the chat, which I, I think should be warranted and, and and should be stated, is that, you know, the Titans' offense as a whole was not good, right? They had offensive line problems. They had wide receiver issues. You know, Derrick Henry was still there, but Malik Willis didn't have a ton of help around him when he got that opportunity. But I always say, no one cares. You know, at the end of the day, you don't get to set up your perfect, you know, setup to start your NFL career. You're drafted for a reason by the team that you're drafted by, and you just got to kind of deal with it. So that does need to be disclosed. You know, I think the next step of this, you know, as we've learned the timeline of Malik Willis and where, you know, he is 
you know, from draft to where we are in April heading into this year's draft, Mike Vrabel recently, you know, during the combine and that, that period of time talked about Willis and kind of the future of it. Here's Mike Vrabel. Former league, you had mentioned towards the end of the year how the pace and practice mm-hmm. made his development tougher. What's next for him? How can he work his way into He's he, He's already, you know, dove into the offseason. He's communicated with us um, about where he's been and, and working with, with different coaches, um, with group in Jacksonville and reporting back. And it's just his demeanor, you know, walking through the building and see him in the cafeteria. You know, he understands what it's supposed to look like being a starting quarterback or being a quarterback in this league. Uh, and, and you have to be on, you know, when you when you come in the building. It's just a certain presence that you have to have. So an, an overall good review of like what he's seen from Malik to begin the offseason in terms of, as he mentioned, his demeanor in the building, his process of diving into the offseason and his preparation. Now, does that mean that he's uh, earning himself a role? I, I think game film and, and production probably speaks a little bit louder than what you're doing in an offseason, but certainly a positive sign for the Malik Willis fans out there to hear the head coach of the Tennessee Titans talking positively about the 2022 third round pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of that's coach speak because it's Mike Vrabel. I've heard enough Mike Vrabel to know that that's coach speak, but how much can Malik Willis do, right? I mean, you can communicate with your coaches and I look, another thing that has been mentioned in the chat is who has been actually developing him. We talked about Todd Downing and, you know, him getting fired in his last two years uh, you know, they were not great for the Tennessee Titans. A lot of turmoil and a lot of angst, I think, between, you know, a lot of things surrounding that. Tim Kelly was around and as a developmental, you know, you know passing coordinator uh, in the sense of trying to plan out how the passing game worked. The problem was, is that Malik Willis struggled with that. When he got the opportunity, he wasn't either asked to do it or when he was, he didn't do it very well. His completion percentage is brutal. They didn't throw the football a lot. And when he was, when he did drop back, he didn't necessarily pass the ball. So there's a lot of levels to Malik Willis over the last year. And this, honestly, the video we just saw from Mike Vrabel was more about, I think, before all of the talks yeah. of the Titans possibly trading up really doing their due diligence uh on on all these quarterbacks yesterday we talked about will levis and a visit we've talked about hinden hooker and a visit anthony richardson's got to be in the mix you know the titans are are studying the quarterback position going into this year's draft but they already have a backup quarterback in malik willis so i think that or the writing on is kind of on the wall that maybe Actions speak louder than words. That's always been the case in everything I perceive or see in my life, in sports, in anything. The Titans' actions of doing homework on a on the quarterback position as much as they have kind of tell me that they're not all, all in on Malik Willis. It doesn't mean that they're not in on Malik Willis. Well, and their actions at the end of the year last year. Like, I mean, this is now... It- that could have been taken in a vacuum as just being right now, immediately Josh Dobbs gives us the better chance to win. But when you invest a third round pick into this guy, you make him your backup quarterback. You don't go and acquire a backup quarterback elsewhere in the league at the beginning of the year. A lot of people, including myself, thought they should have done that to get somebody who would be more ready to take the reins from Ryan Tannehill should he go down. Sure enough, he goes down. Malik Willis doesn't look anywhere near ready. And at the end of the year, you go to Josh Dobbs instead once you acquire him from Detroit. But so that is one action that says, well, our our belief in this guy is probably a little bit less than what it was when we first drafted him. And now it is not, uh, you know, going into the season with Ryan Tannehill as the starter and seeing where Malik develops. And maybe that's where they end up, but they're at least sniffing around these QBs. And what does that tell you about what they view as their quarterback solution long-term that it's not on the roster. So like 
are they in on Malik down the road? I don't know, but certainly right now, it feels like there's a lot of skepticism. All right, so let's ask the chat their opinion. And, and Sam, I will ask you as well as myself, how do you feel about Malik Willis as a Titan? Here's three options. Are you in, are you out, or are you wait and see? I think in being in as a backup, right, in being he could be the future, a wait and see is I have no idea, I'm kind of unsure, but it, you know, it possibly, maybe a shooter's chance, a puncher's chance, and then out is what out is. So let's go to the comments uh, as you guys roll in. But first, do want to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Health, dental, and vision. I switched my plan. I'm really glad that I did. I saved 20% every single month when. I switched. I didn't know that before I got a quote. I took a health assessment. I got a quote and I realized this is a much better plan than uh, my previous plan. I would shop your plan. That's what I would suggest. If you live in the state of Tennessee, Farm Bureau Health Plans is for you. That You've just got to figure out what the quote is and what all it entails. They offer health, dental, and vision. We've had A to Z sports viewers reach out trying to get a quote. I've helped facilitate that. For them to get a quote and there's no pressure you can make that decision at the end of the day but it doesn't hurt to inquire that's fbhp.com slash a to z listen it is call your shot wednesday on bet mgm it's one of my favorite promotions that they've got going on at the king of sports books today you can go on your bet mgm app and opt in and place a 25 dollar home run prop on any major league baseball game today and instantly get a $10 bonus bet. So find that team, that matchup, that player versus pitcher thing that's sticking out to you. Maybe you're betting on the Braves back in the Braves and uh, maybe you're riding the undefeated Tampa Bay Rays who seemingly just won't stop hitting home runs, but find a player that you think is going deep, place a $25 bet after you opt in and it's an immediate $10 bonus bet with the call your shot Wednesday on BetMGM and betmgm.com a to z sports we've asked you guys how do you feel about malik willis and malik willis drafted last year a quick little overview in the third round and you know he got opportunity last year third round draft pick earns backup job in training camp first career start in october and then bench for joshua jobs who had been on the detroit lions practice squad uh and they picked him up off the streets Valiant effort in Jacksonville, but falls short. The Titans all of a sudden are picking 11th overall in this draft. In, out, or wait and see. Let's, Sam, I'll let you head to the comments and see what the people are saying. In, out, or wait and see. And let me clarify in does not mean that he, you know, you're in and you're all in. And Malik Willis should be the starter this year. That's not necessarily what it is. Ryan Tannehill is still under contract. Malik Willis is still a developmental quarterback in, out, or wait and see. Tank Sinatra's a wait and see. Mark D is out. Titans Rossi says he's in as a backup. Uh, Dakari says he's out. Clayton says he's out. Titans Kyle is wait and see. We have a wait and see from CJ. Wait and see from Jonathan, who says Malik has zero trade value. Willie K says wait and see. Randy is out. Xavier's out. Tones is out. We have a... We one in in to be a backup from Gary out from Dakari wait and see from Joey in but he will be traded probably says VAB out since last season says Jay Orlando's wait and see Jimbo wait and see Damon wait and see Eric is in Bama Brad is in as QB three are you really in if he's your QB three that's the that's a good question there. Michael is out. Steven is out. Jabu's out right now. Johnny says, uh, wait and see for sure. He is still too young. David is in. Griffin is a wait and see. Andre is in. He likes him. Wait and see from Maserati Mac. Wait and see from Brad Anderson. Wait and see from Johnny W. Wilbur is in. Brent is out. Rooney is in. Tighten up is wait and see. Terry is out. Kendrick is in. Top tier is in. Denise is on wait and see. Blake says he's out. 
Albert is out. Roger waiting and see. Nick is in as a backup. We're getting more ins than I think you and I anticipated. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've got Lane coming in with an in. Devin, our guy Devin is a wait and see. So uh, in, out, wait and see, Zach, I'll go to you and, and ask you where you're at on Malik Willis as a Tennessee Titan. Well, I, I think first and foremost, you know, the draft is major for Malik Willis because it will tell – you know, we all we had a lot of great comments in the chat. Sam, you're going to say your opinion. I'm going to say mine. It really doesn't matter. It's really about how the Titans feel about Malik Willis and if they're willing to draft over Malik Willis. And maybe you know there could be two developmental quarterbacks. Let's say this situation: they trade up to three, they draft Anthony Richardson, they keep all three quarterbacks on the roster, they develop, uh, you know, Richardson and Malik Willis is a backup. Malik Willis is fairly cheap. You know, he's a third round pick. He doesn't have a ton of guaranteed money. You know, if you look, compare the salary to Ryan Tannehill to Malik Willis, last year he made $705,000. This year he's going to make $939,000. And then next year it's 1.1. The following season it's 1.4. And then the fifth year is he's an unrestricted free agent because he wasn't a first round pick. It, the dead cap is not that much either, right? So you can eat that. If you want to cut Malik, Malik Willis, if the Titans are out, you can. Uh, you know, you can move yeah. off of him. That's, you're Which not going to lose think, any sweep. So. I don't think that's out of the question. I mean, I, I don't think he's guaranteed a roster spot at this point. He doesn't have the same luxury that a, a first round pick has. I mean, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how, they handle that should there be a third quarterback on the roster. And I, he has zero trade value. So you can't trade him. He's not worth anything. Obviously, if they dra- if they don't draft a quarterback, you have to be wait and see because that's what it's going to be. But Sam, from what I've seen from Malik Willis in just a short time, I'm out. And I'm out for a couple of reasons because I think the Titans are out. Actions speak louder than words. Mike Vrabel in a preseason game benched Malik Willis because he wouldn't throw the football. When he got opportunity to start, they didn't trust him to throw the football. When he had the opportunity in those regular season games to throw the football, he did exactly what everybody was worried that he would do. He'd tuck it and run. He'd try to use his athletic ability to get out of harm's way. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Michael Vick. He doesn't have that type of skill set. And defensive ends and outside linebackers are faster in the NFL than anything he saw at Liberty. The best ability is availability. That's in general. That's in business. That's in sports. If you're not available, that's not a good thing. They benched him, Sam. They said to us, they drafted him, they fired the general manager that drafted him, and then the people that took over said, we're not willing to let Malik Willis screw this up. We'd rather have a guy on the practice squad. Don't tell me that he's not ready. Too damn bad. You drafted him for a reason, You don't get to pick how your NFL career goes. And if the Titans are not willing to throw him into a spot on a Saturday night in a must-win situation because they had had the ability to at least train him, have him learn the system over training camp, compete for the second uh, quarterback spot. He had, you know, flashes, you know, against the Cardinals in the preseason game. He had that long run. But he doesn't throw the football. And you running, you're not playing the Wildcat, pal. Like, you're not going to win games. So I am officially out on Malik Willis. The Titans may not be out on him. They may not find a, a situation where they draft a quarterback and they have to keep Malik Willis for another year. He is the backup. And Ryan Tannehill is the starter. I'm not naive to say that that can't happen. But I just don't think that he has the qualities to be a 
perennial franchise quarterback. And Sam, that's where you are when you play in the AFC in this day and age. You got to compete against elite quarterbacks. You have to find one. Yeah, so Malik Willis on draft night is a funny picture to me because I keep picturing, I don't know if you're familiar with this or if this is just my uh, dumb brain working in its own way, but I picture Brian Drew uh, from the movie Draft Day where he's like sitting on the couch hoping that Cleveland doesn't take Bo Callahan and when when they pass on the quarterback, it's like the best day of his life. That's how I picture Malik Willis uh watching this NFL draft waiting to see what the Titans are going to do if they trade up if they don't trade up and, and seeing where these quarterbacks end up going because I think a lot of his NFL future and his future with the Titans is relying on draft day that's why that's the title of today's show what they do with pick 11 and or pick three or seven or wherever they end up being uh is going to be because uh, or really the thing that you know, affects Malik's future. I am really in between out and wait and see, but I think I have to lean wait and see. Malik was bad last year. He he was not good. The surrounding cast around him was bad. The situation was bad. Yes, yes, yes. He was bad. He did not make the most of it. And Josh Dobbs absolutely gave them a better chance to win down the stretch. And then turning to Josh Dobbs, knowing that uh, is a bad sign. I keep coming back to the fact, Zach, that that was not, I guess, a surprise from what the expectation for Malik Willis should have been last year. The lack of growth is concerning but it was a developmental year at the end of the day where he was not supposed to have a large impact on the team. Am I in on him or wait and see on him as a future starter or a future star? No, I'm out on that. I don't think he has shown the chops, as you said, but I do think he can be valuable. And I do think there is a role for Malik as a valuable NFL backup because of his athleticism and his his big arm and some of the upside that is there, that if he's in the right scheme, backing up the right quarterback, there is a piece where he is well worth a third round draft pick and a very valuable asset. So I'm waiting to see on his, is he worth the third round draft pick? I I think hindsight, like let's just go hindsight, right? Hindsight. I didn't think he was worth a third round draft pick when they made the pick because drafting a developmental down the line piece for a win now team was always silly. Uh, but that was kind of John Robinson's thing was, you know, he did that uh, time and time again. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't agree with that. how you uh, move on from AJ Brown and then draft the developmental quarterback when you're like, we're trying to, you know, win the AFC again this year and win our division. Those things don't math. The math isn't math in there for me. Um, But I think if he's a valuable backup for you moving forward, especially if it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, that's your long-term starter. I think there is value there. Uh, Maybe not a third round pick, but I I can see a world where he develops into being a player that matters for the Titans. I'm not willing to rule out his, his Titans future as being dead um, or his NFL career as being dead because we've seen a lot of the talent. It's just, Last year was what it was supposed to be. He was never supposed to see the field. So if he played poorly when he did see the field, we can't be all that surprised, uh, if that makes sense. Well, look, Juan says use him as a gadget player. They tried that, and he failed. Like, he had opportunity. You know, they tried to use him in special, special packages, in which at the beginning of the year, I said that they should do that. But then they trot him out there, and he fumbles. He costs yeah. your team. You got one play, bud. Like, what are you thinking? And then he just casually trots off the field. Like, that is not showing. I think that was telling to the team and the coaching staff. Well, the coaching staff was not great. I don't want to sit here and preach that they were putting Malik Willis in the absolute best position. And he didn't have a great surrounding cast, but he was making some bad mistakes. You know, the I interception say, versus the Texans, the dude could not beat the Texans. Like, 
He was at home. He th- That would have gotten them into the playoffs, essentially. He had everything of what he needed to do. And maybe that was a little late. Maybe that wouldn't have gotten him into the playoffs, but it definitely would have gotten him the ability to start the last week of the regular season, right? Earn some trust. What, what was that interception late in the game that cost him? Here's my problem, Sam, with Malik Willis, and I think this is the reason why I'm ultimately out. I just don't believe that he can score points. I don't think he has the talent in his arm to score enough points when you need him to, whether it's now or later, because a backup quarterback has got to come in there and win games. That's like, he needs to win situational football and Malik Willis when they're, and I, I, I've said this about Derrick Henry. I've said this about Malik Willis. There's 59 seconds left to go on the clock. The Titans are down by six and there's one timeout left and you just got a touchback to receive the football. Derrick Henry's off the field. Malik Willis can't do a damn thing. He can't get, he can't score the touchdown. He, 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 that's not his ability. I think Burrow, uh, Mahomes, and Allen all can, right? That's what the Titans are, are, are tasked to find over the next couple of years. But Malik Willis, I don't see him developing in to me saying, oh, 59 seconds left, down six, one timeout. Malik Willis will find a will because there is a way. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, and I don't think it's I don't I really think it's hard to disagree with that with what we've seen, because he hasn't shown it. Uh, if there is a defense of Malik Willis, I would say I think it is important that I don't believe he is well suited to be a backup in the offense the Titans run around Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that fits his skill set very well. And I don't believe the coaching staff did a good job last season of using Malik's speed, athleticism, playmaking ability to their advantage to also simplify some things for him. They were kind of trying to use him like Ryan Tannehill, where they run the ball with Derrick Henry up the gut twice and then tell him to go sit in the pocket and make a play on third down. That wasn't a good spot to put your inexperienced rookie that has struggled with his, you know, uh, trigger finger a little bit to his ability to just like let it rip to guys and trust separation. So I I didn't love how they used him. And I do think you might see more production, more moving of the football. If he's in an offense that is say catered to Anthony Richardson slash Will Levis and is a quarterback can run and make plays with his legs type of offense and allows a guy to get into some space. Can, can he be Jalen hurts? That's basically what you're asking. No, that, no, but, no, no, no. But, but if you, if you think that Malik, I'm not you as you as a generality, right? I think, I think he can be Tyler Huntley. That's which, not going to get you anywhere, but it's a valuable piece. So we're asking like, I, I, I'm not in on him as your future starter, but I am in on him on being a relatively productive and valuable backup, which is why I'm in the wait and see. Cause I think he can develop to that point in the right situation. Is he a franchise quarterback? No, no, I, I'm out on that. So I'm in agreement with you there, but I, I do think there is a level. Uh, it's not as cut and dry as, He's either your future franchise guy or not with the team. I don't think that he can come in there and run the offense. uh, I think you will see more, more progress on that front in year two. Possibly. I'll give him the benefit of that doubt. And Boogie saying this man is comparing him to Mahomes. No, I'm not comparing him to Mahomes. I'm answering the question of in out or wait and see. I understand what you're saying. When you're in or you're out on a quarterback, in your eyes, being in on a QB, and rightfully so, is do you believe this guy can develop to the level of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Because we know that's what it takes and what it's going to take moving forward. And if you don't think he can, why are you wasting your time? Which I agree with, and I don't believe Malik is that. So that is your answer in terms of whether or not he's the Titans' future it was part of the reason I was teetering on being out was I don't think, I think it's an open and shut case is Malik Willis, the Titans future at quarterback. No, 
But over the next two to four years uh, of this rookie contract, I can see a world where Malik is at least on the Titans and a contributor to the Titans in a backup or complementary role. He's got to get better gadget plays, though. He's got to find his value on the field in some way, not just being a backup. And I think that also hurt his case in this case because he fumbled. He struggled at doing that. That was his one job. Like, you know, they should have sat him down and said, look, Malik, you're not going to get snaps unless injury happens because you got to earn that, right? Well, he earned that, and then he he, he fumbled it away. I, I also think VAB brings up a, a good comment to say the question is, can the organization train a quarterback? Which is a good question. I mean, it, it, you have to ask the question of, like – you look in the mirror so often and, and, you know, you say, well, why is this quarterback not working? Why is this quarterback not working? Why is this quarterback not working? You brick so many in a row, you might have to look internally and say, what are we doing wrong either within our organization or our coaching staff or our philosophy that isn't helping these young guys turn into the Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence Hurts of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to a, a, Lunchbox money comment first, but Jay says one minute on the clock, and, and I've, I've given this quite a bit. 59 seconds left, one t- timeout, you're down six. Says Tannehill can't get can't get anything done, not nothing done, uh, in that situation either, Zach. Well, he, he has before. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that Tannehill, but he Kansas City three years ago. You remember that? Um, Adam Humphreys over the middle. He did that. That, that is an example. Malik Willis, I don't believe, can do that. I don't Ryan think Tannehill T- can do that on a consistent basis. Ryan Tannehill did that in last year in week one, and Randy Bullock missed the field goal. But he went down there with, you know, down by one with no timeouts and took an absolute shot and dropped it in the bucket to Kyle Phillips for a 25-yard gain on the sideline, getting out of bounds into field goal range. And like I said, Bullock, you know, messed that one up. But that was a quarterback – uh, that you get put the ball in his hands and he's willing to hang back there and he can dot a defense up and, and get you into a position to win the game. And yeah, Malik Willis isn't doing that at this stage in his career. Well, and something happened there. I, I, we don't know whose fault that was, but that timeout was wasted at the end of that game, week one against the New York Giants to help Randy Bullock get closer than he did. I think I know who's at fault. I mean, I think Mike Rabel mismanaged his time out there and or Todd Downing didn't get the play call in on. So who was it? That's my point is I, you don't know. I don't know. That's something that now it's, it's probably a moot point because Downing's not, you know, on the team, but that that's a game. It was, I was so frustrated, especially you talked to Mike after the game and he's given us some, some BS answers. Right in our eyes about how, like, well, we wanted to talk things over. Pretending like he didn't burn a timeout with the time stopped. Am I in the twilight zone? I'm I'm listening to the interview like, hey, you realize the clock wasn't running, right? And you burned your final timeout. Like, can we at least address the situation for what it is? Well, that's six months in the past. So let's get to a couple of uh, uh, of lunchbox money comments. Brandon is in. No rookie could succeed with less than three seconds in the pocket and no wide receiver separation. Hertz only developed with AJ Devontae and the Eagles' offensive line. So, you know, I think Brandon brings up that point. Look, Malik Willis's ultimate ceiling would be Jalen Hurts. Like that would be the ultimate of the comp. You talk about a player comp that has questionable arm talent, you know, because Jalen Hurts ran around in college. He was a runner. He developed into a passer over time. Obviously, at Oklahoma, he improved that skill set, developed in Philadelphia, didn't have, to th- didn't have to start right away, and then look at the season he had last year. Noah is also, he says, I think Malik, Malik given the right system, can be a winning quarterback. From reports, he seems to have – high work ethic, so I'm not out. And that's fair from Noah. You know, you don't have to be in. You don't have to be out. You don't have to be wait and see. It's it's kind of a choice. That's why we ask these questions. I just haven't seen with all – with him getting benched at the end of the season and then all of this trade talk to 
draft a quarterback, that's something. And and Noah also says, I would draw a comparison to Lonzo Ball in the NBA. A lot of hype, but seems to initially be a bust, but a high work ethic allowed him to develop. Well, Lonzo, I mean, I, I got my opinions on Lonzo, but Lonzo is in a complete, he's in a Jake Locker situation where his career may be over yeah. because he's got a serious knee injury that is not healing. He's kind of in a Zion situation. He it can't ruined, get on the floor. It ruined my bulls, man. We were the number one seed heading into the all-star break last year. Lonzo goes down with a knee and it's just been a downward spiral ever downward since. I mean, spiral. Like this is all because of Lonzo. Although, hey, twelve and eight since we got Patrick Beverly. Big playing game tonight for the boys. Huge playing game. <laughs> Don't sleep on the ten seed Bulls. <laughs> I think I'm gonna sleep on that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, look, I think overall to justify what we've learned from the chat, because this is kind of what we why we do the show is what do we learn from the chat and a temperature on the fan base. Sam, wouldn't you agree? I don't think that the, the chat is completely out on Malik Willis. No, and I think that's been an overall sentiment that I've at least gotten from the fan base. And I get it. I mean, fan bases as a whole, especially in the NFL, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, you get your guy. You want to hold faith in your guy and back your guy for as long as possible. That's a pretty natural reaction. But yeah, overwhelmingly, the Titans fan base uh, has not given up on Malik Willis. They are at least in the wait and see uh, kind of category of wanting to give him another fair shot and seeing what he can do in week two, which, as you mentioned, I think is very fair. And, and for a lot of Titans fans, it probably circles back to what is perceived as just complete incompetence from Todd Downing and from uh, John Robinson with the roster that they put in front of their quarterback room. Uh, and how it was not a position for a third-round rookie in a developmental year to succeed. So, uh, And Malik does at least deserve a shot to prove it in training camp or uh, preseason games to prove that he has taken that, that step in the offseason. Yeah, and look, we'll find out here in a few weeks what the Titans feel about Malik Willis. If they draft Anthony Richardson... Will Levis or quarterback at all, that tells us what they actually think about him. Do you think it's impossible that they could go? Because my preferred scenario, quite honestly, is a trade up for Anthony Richardson. You cut Ryan Tannehill to use the money on a receiver, and Malik is your backup in a what run receiver? for them. We'll go get DeAndre Hopkins in a trade. Or like find find a, find somebody on the market that yeah, has a two years salary. $34 million. I don't think that's outrageous for DeAndre Hopkins. For I mean, two years? Well, for a rookie years. quarterback? I mean, I, I guess you're trying, you know. You have to. Anthony whether, Richardson is a developmental quarterback. Sam. Yeah, but whether it, whether it's Richardson or, or Willis or Levis or Tannehill, you have to have somebody to throw the ball to. Like, I mean, it doesn't do right, anything. But Tannehill can do that without. Can he? I mean, like he's he, he's proven that he can. He can honestly. move the football. <laughs> sure, two years like, ago, he won however many games at the end of the season without a a damn person. I I mean, yeah, I just I don't necessarily have a ton of interest if you think you found an answer at quarterback in not seeing them play, especially without like you know next well, you season. You drafted in the be. first round, so you have five years. You develop. I. You and Austin are, are, I think, are wildly crazy. I think you have Ryan Tannehill. You don't want to get your fan base completely complacent or out on a first-round pick because you move off of a first-round pick. Fans leave really quickly. If Anthony Richardson comes out and wets the bed and has a terrible season, the Titans are going to be doubting what they actually have in Anthony Richardson. And you can develop him but with Ryan Tannehill. The money is the money. I think the worst scenario you can be in is going into next season with Derrick Henry off the books, Ryan Tannehill off the books, a lot of these contracts starting to expire and not knowing what you have at quarterback. Even if you like what the guy's done in practice or training camp, like I, I don't like the idea of using a first round pick on somebody that's not going to play. It happens all the time. I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers had, had that. Trey Lance had that. Patrick Mahomes had well, that. And Any developmental that quarterback that has to sit a year has that. And well, Aaron Rodgers. Dar- Desmond out, Ritter is you know? doing it this year. Patrick Mahomes, it worked out. And Aaron Rodgers, it worked out. I, I think it it epically failed for Green Bay with Jordan Love and letting him sit and then seeing what like. So what if Ryan? We, we don't know. Like, what that, if Ryan Tannehill's good next year? Uh, like with, with a, a new offensive line and he's back to 2020, but you drafted Anthony Richardson in the first year. Like that's a problem. And, and so I, well, it didn't the, work the out. San Francisco, it's good to have that problem. The San Francisco 49ers, I feel like have had that problem over the last five years. I don't know, man. I, I think there is a better use. I, I want to know what my, what I have at my young quarterback position. Uh, and I think but you have he's to not ready. Anthony Richardson is 20 years old. And needs some development. You can develop while you play, my, in my opinion. You're going to sacrifice I mean, the season. What was Justin Fields' first year with the Bears? Very helpful to his development last year. What was his record? I mean, he started like half the year, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't good, right? Which I'm is just, fine. You're setting the Bears fan base is going to stick with the Bears. I just think that the Titans fan base. I'm not talking about everybody in the chat, but I'm saying that. You don't have that luxury. I, I feel like you you kind of have to hold them on. You got to have the Titans fan base yeah. stick with you. You can't, if they drop off, they're going to go do other things. I won't get too down this rabbit hole here. Cause this is a, this could, we might have to do a show on this next week. This is a big topic here because yeah, I don't know. I, I I've got kind of a different mentality, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Cut it there. We'll tease it for next week as a potential future show uh, where we can kind of expand on this debate and come back. Uh, Here's the other thing. Eric says Zach's describing Willis while also describing Richardson. There's a vast difference of Malik Willis and Anthony Richardson and the talent, the skill, the size, the attributes, the arm strength, the ability to play in the SEC. I mean, Come on. We're, we're apples and oranges with Willis and Richardson. Can we agree on that? I, I agree. I'm in on Anthony Richardson all the way. Uh, I think he's good and going to be good. Maybe I, right away. I, I, I don't know. I, that I don't know. Let's get to a quick topic on uh, on Sunday ticket. Uh, I just This is a quick fair foul. We're going to tell you the NFL Sunday ticket price, and we're going to ask you, is it fair or foul? Then we'll get to shade. I had a little late-night shade last night but a sunday ticket we're gonna get into it sam first tell everybody at home about the bone and joint institute the bone and joint institute at bone and joint tn.org they are uh the uh, tennessee's de- destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care bone and joint tn.org whenever you get hurt in life you have to know who to turn to, and what to do. Well, the answer is bone and joint. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility down in Franklin to help with your on-campus recovery. Bone and joint can do everything under one roof. That makes it just about as convenient as possible. I'm talking imaging, testing, the clinic, surgery, rehab. It's all in the same place. No driving around from point A to point B to point C to go and make your appointments. You go to one spot down in Franklin. So go ahead and schedule your appointment. Go to boneandjointtn.org. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. It is Wednesday, and that means it's Call Your Shot Wednesday. Opt in on your BetMGM app and place a $25 home run prop and instantly get a $10 bonus bet right there on BetMGM. Download the app today. Let's get to NFL Sunday ticket prices. 2022, the price was $293.94. And if you wanted the max, which included red zone and all the bells and whistles, it was $395.94. That was direct TV. YouTube TV subscribers now asked to pay $349 or $389. Non-YouTube TV subscribers, $449 or $489. The question is, is that fair or foul? It's definitely a price increase. I mean, uh, you cannot skate around that. And I I do think red zone is impactful into this conversation. A lot of fouls coming in. Brent, Denise, Chad, um, 
Rooney says foul, roughing the fans foul from American Tough. Uh, expensive for major keys. We've got foul coming in. Uh, you know, fair or foul. Big Ten Jeff says fair. Brad says foul. Foul from Nick. Eddie says foul. Steven also says foul. Michael says foul. Major Keys says foul. Um, and this is streaming. And there's so many damn comments coming in. I can't keep up. But Sam, where are you? Fair or foul? So, I mean, logically, this is foul. I, I mean, it just is. To, to raise the prices to this level, is, and maybe it is improved from DirecTV with less bugs, less failure. The DirecTV one was as big of a ripoff probably as it got with how often it wasn't working for the price that fans were paying for it. Uh, but this is foul, Zach, for me, because they still don't include everything, which is just really obnoxious to me, which uh, I know there might be some, you know, legal things with, uh, you know, TV deals and stuff. But if I'm going to pay, let's pull it up. If I'm going to pay $489 a month for, for. No, 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 no. It's a year. It's not. A month. Or that's right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We're not no, that nobody, foul. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's affording that. Unfortunately, if you are uh, paying that, but if I'm paying $489 for what is it? Five months for the NFL season. I mean, I want more than just red zone and out of market games. I want the chance to watch my team play. I want to have a convenient way to watch primetime games because right now red zone doesn't include Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, any Saturday afternoon or London game that's being featured on national network. So like a lot of the big fun games you are not even seeing. And until they deal like do away with the blackouts, you cannot raise the price to $489 or whatever it is. It's foul. Now, business-wise, it's fair because newsflash, I'm still going to pay it. So, uh, Jameson, uh, highway robbery, sign me up. <laughs> I, uh, you, you, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, still, still going to pay for it. it so, I guess it it's makes electricity sense. to me. It is, <laughs> it's air to me. I, I, I have to have it. I must have it. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've got me. You, you're, you're holding on and I'm not moving. Okay. I, I take my money. So it could be $589. Sam, take my money. I'm, it I'm could be $889. So <laughs> Sam, here's my money. I'll give you my pocketbook. At that point, I resort to the Reddit streams. So. $1,500 for the season. <laughs> I don't care. I take my money. That would be a fun question. That's what we should ask the chat. What is the most that you would pay for a season of Sunday ticket and red zone? Sunday Five grand red zone. would be my max. Five grand for the season. A thousand a month. I'm, I'm serious. That it, It's what brings me happiness every single weekend. Yeah. I have to watch the Bucks games. I have to watch... Every game. I, I don't just, I watch every single game. And look, you're not around in the sense of we used to do shows on location at bars, but you know, Austin's watching the Titans game. That's the only game. He just, that's all the game he's watching. I've got four games on my computer. I've got one game here. I've got another game on my TV. I got another game on another TV. I watch every game. Well, listen, this is the reason why, and red zone can be useful when you really are feeling lazy and just want to toss something on. I don't use red zone ever on a Sunday. I, I don't get the point of it because I want to watch certain games at certain periods of time. And I am, I'm my own manual red zone. I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing, Oh, so-and-so's on the move flip. So-and-so's on the move flip. I, I'm jumping back and forth. So I don't need uh, Andrew. What is it? I don't remember is Andrew, whatever his name is to do it for well, me. He's canned because oh, direct TV out now. So it's, it's the other guy. What's the other guy's name? Chat, help us out because I forget his name. And I, I can see his face. Todd, I've no, met him. Before. Oh, you. Oh, okay. There you go. I met him at Titans training camp and he talks. Somebody's got it. Who, exactly. The, yeah. Somebody's got the, what's the red zone dude's name? Come on, chat. Well, I'm sure they'll have it in a few minutes. Chris, Chris Hansen. Hansen. Yes, there it is. 
That's right. And he talks exactly like that in real person. And he, he is right here. I, say, <laughs> I, love, I, love, I was like, all right, bro, that's kind of weird. Uh, Andre says companies charge outrageous prices because people are dumb enough to pay. The amount of money is insane. I stream the games for free or hit the bar. And look, if people can do that, right? You can, whatever your preference is, but I have to have Sunday ticket. I've had Sunday ticket basically most of my life since it was offered. I'm not stopping. Do I think that the prices are fair or foul? I mean, they're foul, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to pay them. Which is the NFL in a nutshell, right? That they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to play on a a Saturday afternoon when there's college football. And I'm watching. Well, (laughs) and it's really more expensive than that because the NFL is going to get you with NFL Plus for local games, which is $9.99 a month. So there's another, you know, 120 bucks that they're getting out of you. So it is closer to about five, 600 bucks for the year. And here's the last thing I'll say on it. They're not going to get rid of blackouts because blackouts prevent people from just staying home. It helps the franchise sell tickets, right? No, you can't get rid of blackouts necessarily. I'm just saying like it, it is a very, very, and I'm fortunate enough to, you know, I am not in the market of my hometown team. So, uh, you know, if I want to throw on a bears game, I can, but I, do feel for Titans fans who, you know, they buy the Sunday ticket and the red zone. And it's still, I have to go to a bar, the stadium, or have a cable package in order to watch the Titans. Cause you know, not many people care to have a cable package nowadays. No, I, I do, but I'm not proud of it, but hell I may switch to YouTube TV now to save myself. On, that's actually probably what I'm going to do. Uh, well, what we're about to do is throw shade in the comment section, throw some, some shade. I've got some late night shade. I'm curious to hear what Sam's shade is. But first, going to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, your perfect making model is right around the corner. Pa- the Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, they've got you covered when it comes to your car and car buying needs, family-owned and operated, the Palisade full-size SUV, all the bells and whistles in third-row seating, great family car. They also have the Ionic, which is battery-powered. If it's not a battery-powered car, it is a fuel-efficient vehicle. Pain Bone will help you with the price. If you mention A to Z Sports, that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. We can't talk about BetMGM enough, especially on a Wednesday, because this Wednesday, it is Call Your Shot Wednesday. You have to go to the BetMGM app and opt in uh, and place a $25 home run prop on any Major League Baseball game and instantly get a $10 bonus bet. So whoever it is that's jumping out to you, uh, whatever team is the hottest in baseball, make sure you ride the hot hand at $25 on a home run prop and an immediate $10 bonus bet so you could potentially get the best of both worlds. That's one of many reasons why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. So go to BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app, 21 years of age or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-8789. Time to throw some shade. We just kind of threw some shade at YouTube TV, uh, but shade in the comments. Uh, let's see here. Shade, shade, shade. Scrolling down. Shade on YouTube TV prices from Denise, which is funny. Uh, and I, I've seen a couple of that. Shade on Will Levis and AR Hype. They're trash from Mr. Jones. Yeah, that's Mr. Jones, but hey, everybody has a right to shade. Throwing shade on YouTube TV, it's $79.99 a month. Zach, good luck saving. That's the tough part because you have to have the internet to have YouTube TV. And the internet costs a certain amount of dollars on top of YouTube TV. Can't bundle it together. That's why I have Xfinity. I'm not pleased with that, but it is what it is. Uh, Let's see. Shade on uh, Davis and LeBron talking about a loss, but they won. So, Denise, I'll get back to that because that is a part of my shade. Nate Burner says, throwing shade on my niece. She was showing me her new karate kicks. I turned around to see my nephew 
and what he was doing. And she front kicked me right uh, in the, you know, where the sun don't shine. I've been limping all day. Tough scene uh, for karate. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's some political shade from Jonathan. Uh, I'm going to, like, I've got my own personal political opinion, just like Sam does, just like everybody else does. Let's, we'll kind of tone that down. We're not necessarily a political show. And that gets everybody riled up. Matt Moy says, Shade on my back, got to play my first softball tournament this weekend, and it went out the first game. Gave in uh. to the pain after three and a half games, old age, eight for me. Matt, I'm doubling down on your shade. I pulled – have you ever pulled your upper back? I have a pulled – I not. Upper, yeah, well, you're too young. You're too young, boy. I, I pulled a few – my back is not in good shape, so – I mean, it's. I, I pulled like basically like my back straps, you know, like run right around your upper, <laughs> and I pulled the left one. I've got a lidocaine patch on that bad boy right now. It's been hurting me all week. I'm trying stretches. So Matt, I'm with you there, and it hurts to sleep. It's tough. Uh, Richie Shade on uh, Jim wants to sign up for a membership when they don't have Wi-Fi. They, they don't have YouTube TV either, uh, or a working water fountain. Richie sounds like you need a new gym. Uh, Devin says throwing shade at home builder for many reasons. Don't buy from Hawkins homes folks. All right. So there's free slashed advertising uh, from Devin Hawkins homes. Stay away. Cause Devin has not had a good experience. American Toff says MLS season pass on Apple TV shade on them. It's default setting to show you the live or final scores of games. So if you miss the game, watch the next day, you know, the final score. Yeah, that's bad. There, it ruins it. Sam, what is your shade? I have a couple shades, but I'm going to start. Well, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes with this one because you said it was kind of related to yours. So I'm going to shade Chris Finch. Chris Finch, the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves for what was undoubtedly, unequivocally, the worst NBA coaching performance I've ever witnessed in my life last night. They are up 12 with six minutes to go and quite literally decide their offense for the rest of the game is going to be isolation one-on-one with Torian Prince and Anthony Edwards, who's one of 12 from the floor. They would take the ball, stand around for 20 seconds, throw up a contested three, miss it, and then foul the Lakers in transition. It was the biggest implosion and most helpless basketball I've ever witnessed before at, at the NBA level. Chris Finch should be fired tomorrow. He shouldn't even get to coach in the next playing game. I, I don't know anything about the Timberwolves. I watched one game. I've seen enough. That was pathetic. And I I was just watching, just enraged at how somebody can be so incompetent uh, while practicing, playing, or coaching a professional sport. It was ridiculous. And then shade number two is going to be on uh, both the Chicago Cubs and Los Angeles Dodgers fan bases because I was in Boston like I mentioned, over the weekend, I went to Fenway Park on a Fenway tour, and uh, I am sorry to share with the other two historical stadiums in the major, in Major League Baseball that they are and forever will be little brother because Fenway Park is a beautiful ballpark and the best one in the game, and it's not close. It was incredible in every which way. So it, not close. I won't hear another argument. Fenway's the best and a hot seat for those two fan bases. I... I... I've been to Wrigley. I've been to Fenway. Fenway was awesome. I mean, Wrigley's fun. I mean, the atmosphere of Wrigley's fun. The nightlife of Wrigley is fun. It, it's a good time, maybe a better time than like being in the Fenway area. But if you're talking about a, a place to watch a game, I mean, Fenway is, is as cool as it gets. Yeah. My Fenway experience, this was when Manny Ramirez was playing for the LA Dodgers. Manny hit a home run. Big Poppy hit a home run, uh. and Dustin Pedroia hit a walk-off single to win the game. And it was a day game, beautiful day, drinking beers. It was awesome. That's what, Yeah, that sounds like a time. I, I was so disappointed the Red Sox weren't in town, but I had to get into the park and sit on top of the monster and do the whole Fenway thing anyway. So. Uh, my shade is at Anthony Davis last night. What the hell are you doing? You're up three. Don't foul. Like don't come close. <laughs> yeah. to him. He's gonna he's gonna shoot whatever it's gonna be. Put your hand up, but you foul Mike Connolly to extend this game. 
I stayed away from this game because the Lakers were like minus eight and a half to start because of Rudy Gobert's dumbass, to be honest. And I was like, I don't believe that the Lakers are going to win by nine. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. They get down 12 and I take the Lakers at halftime, $100 plus two and a half. And so I'm feeling good. I want the Lakers to win because I'm a LeBron fan and Anthony Davis, I have the win and Anthony Davis makes me sweat and stay up even later because he fouls Mike Connolly. So I've got to stay up and watch overtime because if if the Timberwolves win by three, I lose my bet. So luckily that didn't happen, but my shade is on Anthony Davis. Anthony I was on the opposite. closed Davis. I was on the opposite side of that game. I took the T-Wolves plus, I believe, 215, was it? You know, pre-money line before the game started. I was riding that out. So, uh, yeah, I, I was a very frustrated uh, man when Chris Finch and the Timberwolves just decided that they weren't going to look at Carl Anthony Towns in the fourth quarter and that Torian Prince was the guy they were putting their season on. Well, and Anthony um, Edwards has those nights. Yeah. I used to bet on Anthony Edwards overs his point total when I, I did more props last year than I'm doing this year. He will go one for life. And it is just a tough scene. And last night was one of those. So bad news uh, for the Grizzlies too, right? I mean, you don't want to see the Lakers in the first round. I think everybody in the Grizzlies fan base would have preferred a matchup with Minnesota. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. We'll, we'll find out that that series starts Sunday. We got ball all Saturday. It's going to be a fun weekend of NBA. Plus your Bulls are playing tonight in the playing hey, game. Why so not us? Why not us? There's still hope. Thank you guys for watching the show on this Wednesday. Sam, great job today. Don't forget to like the show before you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Great subscription there. Subscribe if you have not already liked the show. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Do all of the socials. And we'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.